Hey, what's up? Today on the Burn This World podcast, we are actually going to be listening to the audio from a track breakdown I did of the Browning's new song, Poison. So I went through the whole file of Poison, isolated stuff like the instrumentation by itself, the vocals by itself, different synthesizers by itself, and kind of show what the track is fully made of. And Poison came out today. Uh, worldwide and it's just uh, I figured this would be a cool thing for people to hear but there is a full video version of this obviously I'm talking in the video while I'm showing stuff on the screen in my uh, session file and everything so if you want to see the full video of this and not just listen to the audio head over to burnthisworld.com click on join the community and if you are a member you get all sorts of access in that server to behind the scenes stuff like the track breakdown early. They've had this for weeks, honestly, and other stuff like that. So if you want to see early access and the creation of Browning music or just any of my music, like with death X destiny, then head over to burnthisworld.com, Click join the community and you get all this stuff super early. So let's get into the track breakdown and uh yeah thanks for being here uh but let's go ahead and start talking about some of the isolated stuff on this the first thing i'd like to point out is just how heavy this song is and how cool some of these parts sound even like without electronics like this ending whenever it goes to like the faster choppy breakdown is like so cool and catchy and it's just it's just sick listen to this we'll start at that build right here Yeah, so sick. And a lot of those builds, like this this little bend is this bend just pitched up an octave. So like th playing this thing, you're kind of all over the place. You're doing pick scrapes. You're doing little which like note things. You're doing bends. It's everything. But this just hits so freaking hard. Yeah, even that first little intro thing, this, the do-eat, that's the shift pedal on the bottom. I hit like a one of my chords like I do on EOE, but then I do the do-eat with the whammy pedal and go up an octave, or two octaves. Pretty freaking sick. So yeah, I just this song is just so heavy, just to point out how heavy it is, like instrumentally without without any synths and stuff is just crazy. It's It really is the heaviest browning song i mean even like some like the main like breakdown thing listen to this And this is in uh, double drop E. And so your standard guitar tuning 
it's an octave lower than that and dropped. And so this is great. One thing I did that I normally wouldn't do um, on browning stuff, I would normally come through and like edit these chugs, especially really fast ones like this. But you can see like these are actual takes like these aren't chopped. I would normally like on previous albums, I would do like a single note chug like a dumb, dumb, dumb. And then I would chop it and paste them like directly on, which makes it very like robotic on this whole song. Uh, I actually I didn't retrack after my pre-production. <laughs> like I basically wrote the song with the tracking and that's exactly what's on there. Um, you can even see like some of the guitars are like different volumes. Like look at the, look at the volume here and then look at the volume here. Like I tracked this stuff at different times. It wasn't like, um, I don't know, very precise or anything like these chugs are, I didn't line any of this stuff up. Like, you know, I'm close enough. And the thing is with mixes like this, you don't have to be super precise, the kick drum is so loud and the kick drum is so prominent that it's just like, as long as you're close to where the ears don't, you can't hear like differences between the right and left side. F it, dude. Like it, it sounds perfect just the way it is. And I didn't do any extra chopping. So I think, so this one is the only one that I did that. And even you can tell, like I only did it on the last note. So these notes right here are repeated. You can tell just by the way that they look. What I did was I uh, I tracked the it best I could, right? And so like this is a single track. That's like supposedly four notes right there. But what I did is just made it um, that last note, the the very last of the that one I've pasted so that just the ending was more distinct and was holding out consistently. And so that's the only one. It's not even the first notes that are actually pasted in there. You can actually see as as the pattern repeats, like it's on a down here. But the ending note is the one that I pasted so that that afterwards was like solid. And these glitches, a lot of you guys have seen me make this stuff, but for anyone that's new that hasn't, these little glitch things like this. That's, you know, very synonymous with something with what the Browning does. Basically, I'll take a guitar, you know, I'll find like, I'll go to the very front of it where like the attack is. I'll cut that. I'll grab that, copy it, undo the cut so that stays like, um, you know, solid there. And then I'll just come in and I'll paste that glitch. And then I kind of, you know, do them around and move them into patterns. There's sometimes there's just some extra patterns that need to happen. And it kind of gives like some momentum. Uh, it. It's subtleties. And yeah, and that little boy, that's basically just like a normal note, a normal just open. See, look, I'll, I'll fade this back. So that's just bought up. 
But logic gives me the ability, whenever I do a fade in logic like this, that's a normal fade, I can right-click it and hit speed up, and it's like a tape ramp. So it, it ramps it up. And so anything like this is a tape ramp of a note. And I do it at the sometimes at the end of like transitions to have everything kind of go like, Ew, you know, to like really cut it in like a cool kind of electronic sounding way. But yeah, so this song generally is like pretty played out like this part. I know that's pretty straightforward, but still, I, I would have used to have done those notes all individually. But yeah, this song, this song is so heavy, and the instrumental is just so heavy. So there, yeah, I did the same thing, the similar one before, just the ending, the holdout. So I, I copy-pasted the same breakdown pattern as the beginning of the song, but then I pasted a gin to tie it all together. And so the ending note is the only one that's like copy pasted in there. And yeah, so the instrumental's heavy and double drop E. So people asking, hey, do you guys need a bassist? Like where our guitar is tuned to bass notes. We're good. And we got a laptop. So as uh, as it comes with most Browning songs, um, this one's really pushing it. My camera's in the way a little bit, but we're sitting at 97 tracks. 97 tracks down there. That's a lot. Now, this is the full mix. This isn't just the writing session. So that's a lot of vocal tracks. That's all the effects. That's the buses. That's everything. Um, uh, so a real standout part in this song. I'll show you real quick. Um, it's on this breakdown. But it's the stop. That. To get that tight, um, it's not just about playing that tight. Like everything has to stop, and that includes like the reverbs, the everything. So to really make that happen, you can see my parallel drum bus. The drum bus is all my drum channels like put into one. There, right here, you can see me having to cut all those out just like that. And same with uh, vocals and same with the reverbs, same with all the stuff. You have to automate everything down so there's no like tails in between everything. So these are vocals and there's normally like a standard reverb on the voice that has like a tail and echo coming out and delays. You can see I have to automate that down for this section so that it properly gets quiet. and. Like for drums, I had to do it in between each slice so that the drums could still hit. But yeah, to make that super, super tight, basically I had to take out all the reverbs, cut all the synths, cut every... So you can see right here, this synth isn't just like a um, isn't just like a MIDI. It's I bounced it down into a file so that I could specifically do this. So that it's cut in between all those. And so, yeah, it's a, it had to do that, but it was, it was so perfect doing those. Like I just showed you guys the guitar glitches and stuff. 
Um, I do the same thing with synths. If I really want to manipulate a synth, I'll bounce it down into a wave file, and then I'll come in and I'll cut out glitches like this. Hi, love you. And so I'd like to do those glitches all over the place. They add just a little bit of bounce, a little bit of sporadicness, and just a, even more electronic sounding. And those all were happening like on the same time of the in the riff, if you want to call it that. But what you do is you do each glitch kind of different. So like on this first glitch, I grabbed like as it died down, I didn't grab like a full note. You know, I grabbed like a little bit of a tail down here of the note. So there's a little more subtle sounding. Whereas on this next one, I grabbed like where the note hit so that it was a lot more like vibrant. So that each one of the glitches are specifically like different. Same with this one, went a little subtle with it, with just like a burr. And then the last one probably, yeah, went more full on again. So even though there's a glitch in each spot that's the same spot, it's done slightly differently to give variation. And uh, so that synth right there, um, I kind of went with the first thing that I that I got. Like I I didn't really worry too much about that synth being something crazy. I wanted it to be kind of subtle and chill. It was emotional enough sounding for what I what I was trying to do. Just a big vibe shift going into that section, and then I kind of built it up with just like some strings and stuff. There's, there's a bit of, there's underlying melodies happening here, quite underlying. So initially it was just this, and we added the swell underneath it, the swell. It's just helping build tension, but I wanted even more tension and I wanted it to be a bit darker as well and so we did a really dissonant thing this is something that i that i really picked up on as i was writing end of existence and it actually came from watching tv shows with these just really eerie repetitive patterns that happen specifically i was watching handmaid's tale and on handmaid's tale whenever crap is like popping off or about to be popping off there would just start being this really eerie i can't remember the exact melody but just this tone that was like these repeating notes that were like chromatic, like next to each other. And it just added this tension. Um, and I noticed it from watching the show. I was like, why not add that sort of tension mechanics into the music? Right. And so underneath this, you get that normal synth build, but then you have this underlying it building up.
So what you get is just this really dissonant build that's like really suspenseful. It's subtle. And then we bring that back in on the heavy part. So that's happening again over here whenever the super heavy part's happening. But again, it's meant to just be subtle and kind of like this background, um, you know, atmosphere happening. Let me mute the vocals real quick. So listen to this heavy part. You know, there's a lot of vocals happening there, and so it's meant to just be the subtle background and add tension. And we have more tension underneath those notes, too. Just noise. And, I mean, it's good that it's like that. And we got the little bit of ambiance. For a part like this, we're just looking at making it like uncomfortable sounding, actually, you know, that's the whole point of it is to just feel a little uncomfortable about it. And I think it worked really well. Uh, and I think that music should try to invoke certain feelings like that. It shouldn't just be like, y'all, let's make it heavy. It's like, yes, make it heavy, but make it suspenseful and make it uncomfortable, you know? Let's talk about the vocals there for a second. We still got plenty more instrumental stuff to talk about, but let's talk about these vocals. So um, this whole section is, I think this has a lot of potential for virality. It was all written for that. Um, we did say a boo-boo word, but I was writing the lyrics and the lyrics are, uh, it just popped in my head whenever I was, what I do is I sit there and I play the song a million times and I just kind of like freestyle sounds and noises and, you know, patterns and going into the breakdown, I knew this pattern was going to be it. And then it just came into my head. Um, I will resist until I'm in my effing grave. And I told Keem about it and Amanda, they're like, that is awesome. And I was like, okay, well I could do it. Like I will resist until I'm in my grave. I could, splice up the pattern to where it, I don't have to say the F word. And they both told me, no, you're saying it. So I've been forced into this. Okay. I keep getting forced into saying the F word in songs and it's not my fault. Okay. But these lyrics are awesome. 
I will resist until I'm in my effing grave. Refuse to obey, for you are not a god. No power with me, defiance. Like, this is just awesome. That, for you are not a god line, is sick. You can take my mark! Oh, wrong part. Where are we? I will resist until I'm in my fucking grave! Refuse to obey, for you are not a god! Um, this section, the slow section actually was the last thing I was able to figure out. I had an idea for what I wanted to do initially where this pig squeal is. Um, and then where I say you coward in this gap, I was wanting to do like a really fast, like that's what my initial thought was is be like, dum, 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 dum. And like I wrote some lyrics and everything and it just it was not sounding good. Um and then that just threw the whole rest of my plan for the part for a loop. <laughs> so basically I I was getting down to the line where it's like that was the only thing left on the song. And I was like, okay, freaking I'm turning this crap on and I'm just gonna freestyle something. And this is exactly what came out. I didn't know that I was going to do this ashes um, because it's matching a synthesizer that's up here. There's like a stop and a synth that goes. And so I knew I wanted a vocal to match that. And so that was kind of the point uh, of that section. But this high, let's listen to this high. I think I got to do all this. Solo this high. First, like, big high that I've done in the Browning, it's since probably uh, Hypernova. And I used to not go this high even, but. That's crazy sounding. Um, so towards the beginning of the song, um, let's talk about kind of the main melody, uh, which is this big synth, big, big distorted synth. You guys know that like I became very heavily influenced by Mick Gordon and how, you know, the B sounds that he makes where it sounds like crap swirling around your head and it's just this energy and just this dark atmosphere. Definitely what I was going for with this one with how heavy it was. Start right here. 
Let's listen to those electronics by themselves. This whole song is just um, about uncomfortable tension, pretty much. And then there's just a few points of like major relief. There's a lot of layers in there that basically while you're listening to the song, you're not going to hear. But I feel like they each add a little bit of something, you know, but that's just me being probably freaking crazy. So this is just your tone and your atmosphere. The root note just getting it going. So this was actually one of the last things I added here. I felt like all the sounds and everything without that, it just felt like like noise, like background atmosphere, you know, like what Mick Gordon would do. And so to just add, it felt like it needed a little bit of momentum and a little browning ish. And so I just did this really repetitive synth. Again, you probably you would not hear that if I didn't just show it to you. But to me, it does add something subtly in there that gives it a little bit more energy. This is probably a some sort of rhythmic thing. And that goes quite a few different places throughout the song. That just gives momentum, movement. And we got that main big synth. Just straight up noise, dude. Then we have this thing that kind of repeats it. It happens at the very beginning of the song. It's the sound that intros the song. But yeah, it just kind of is just this noise that just make that again just adds tension and darkness. And yeah, with everything added together, that's what we get. You guys are like, dude, we literally can't hear any of that. What are you talking about? It's it's for me, okay? That's for me. <laughs> those layers like i get it it's a lot but there's there's some person out there besides me that will hear that and be like yo that's like there's this little tiny like synth that's happening there that i just heard for the first time and i've heard the song a hundred times you know it's gonna happen um we got some more momentum stuff in the background as well like this we were just looking for noise dude we were making noise 
and uh, all the standard swells and everything. I didn't really do any unique swells. I got this main hit that I've been using since, uh, I think I started using this on Geist. I use this for big, big parts. And probably once you hear that sound isolated, you're going to hear it all over the place. So any like major, very intense hit that I do, we're doing that. Just adding it. Um, so we'll talk about this ending synth, the build up for the end. This right here. So I initially, I've held on to that forever. And uh, I've had that as a guitar riff for a long, long, long time. I'm talking, I'm talking probably 10 years, but I've always played that riff. That's how I played on guitar. And so I was like, dang, okay, I'm going to use that here. I've been holding on to it forever. And then it ended up not even being played as a guitar riff at all, just as a little synth build. And then it goes into a breakdown, not playing the riff, but playing the pattern of the riff for eight bars. And then it switches to something completely different. So I've been holding on to this riff for a decade and it gets used as a synth buildup and that's it. <laughs> but it is sick. Uh, it's a really good melody. It stands out. It it's a highlight of the song for some people is going to be this section. Um, I initially wrote it as like one of my synths, and I just really wasn't happy with the way it sounded. So there's a fixed artist named Kikesco, Kikeso, and um, they remade it for me and made it much cleaner. I think this is my. I don't know if this is my original one or not. Let me find it. It might be this. Let's hear what my original sounded like. I don't think this is it. I might have had another, there's definitely another layer that I had on there as well as that. Maybe it was th this. No, that's just noise. Oh, maybe it's this. Okay, actually, it's a guitar. So yeah, I had it as the guitar build with synths kind of layered with it. And it just wasn't sounding clean enough. So Kaiso sent over the the what ended up being the final, which is this one right here. And it's just it's just way cleaner than anything I was doing. And uh, 
you know, he sent over some stuff for other parts of the song and that was what got used, <laughs> which I mean, it, it does make a difference. You know, those little things make a big difference. Um, and, uh, yeah, as far as structure, I mean, we basically just reused, um, you know, rehashed the whole beginning, did all the unique stuff on the ending. Uh, one cool thing that's on the end that people might not have heard at all, you know, is this right here. I I'll play the whole thing. So that drum is going underneath that part the whole time. Just to give it a little bit extra. And that gets used on a buildup over here too. But just, it slowed down a lot, stretched out. And do stuff like that. Uh, Logic has this built-in thing that, to me, is like a cheat tool uh, for any of those EQ uh, sweeping things. And I use it on everything, and I've used it since the beginning, dude, since before Burn This World. It's called Spectral Gate. I don't know of any other plugin that is specifically made for this, but this thing just does it. And I don't even, I didn't watch no tutorial. I just figured this out like forever ago. You turn the threshold all the way down for whatever reason. And then you turn the bandwidth. Uh, the bandwidth is what you automate right here. And that bandwidth, you cycle through frequencies. It's just like an automatic way of doing like EQ frequency sweeps. It does add a little bit of like a shimmer to stuff. So it's not just like EQing the raw thing. It does add a little bit of a shimmer that kind of changes the sound. But not to a point that it's like noticeable for people that don't know what that shimmer sounds like otherwise. Um, so yeah, that's a freaking cheat that Logic has that. I don't know if there's a if there's a, some more advanced version of this. If Logic gets rid of this, I'm going to be, man, I'd be mad for real. I use it literally nonstop. Any sort of EQ sweeping build like that, I'm using that on it. Like even, even that synth that we were just talking about, I'd be pretty positive. Yeah, see, even that, boom, right there. We got it. The spectral gate sweep. That automation. Anything like that, I'm doing the spectral gate sweep, dude. I refuse to get and so that's a cheat code, hundred percent. But yeah, poison. Uh, this song is just meant to be aggressive, have a ton of tension, have multiple major releases and climaxes of that tension. Um, and it's just the song pops. Um, I was debating on changing the intro for a little bit, but just went ahead and kept it. 
Uh, it's pretty unique, but it doesn't get used anywhere. I really kind of wanted to use the. I thought that this was a a main a cool little riff thing. Um, it's just affected now, but. So you can see, you can, you can hear multiple of my little tricks in that little thing We that logic specifically is doing. We got the spectral uh, EQ shift doing the build. And then we have the fade out that's right clicked and hit slow down to tape it out. I really kind of wanted to use this as a riff. So I want to do like a but it just it didn't fit the vibe and um I don't know I what I did instead is I used that the as a transitional piece. So that is just turned into the transitions in the main part. And so it, it just, it made the song less predictable. Um, and yeah, but I thought that riff was cool. And so maybe, maybe a good remix would, would use that as a main thing, you know, you never know, but yeah, that's the, the gist of poison, uh, heavy, aggressive, a lot of layers, a lot of noise, um, a lot of suspension, a lot of building, a lot of releasing, all the good stuff. And so, uh, yeah, Poison by the Browning. I hope you guys enjoyed that track breakdown. This is something I plan to do for every single song that I put out. And again, if you want to see the video of this, head over to burnthisworld.com and click join the community. I show everything on screen. I show how it's all done. So, And also, it's just a good place to hang out and chill with people just like you and just like me. Burnthisworld.com. Click join the community. And again, we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace out.